listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth with Nonstop Mom. Thank you again for spending some time with me. I know your time is limited. Um, being a mom. If you're not a mom and you're listening, I appreciate it. I know your time is limited between work and everything else and everything else we have going on in our life. Um, you know, I just really appreciate you guys spending at least 30 minutes with me, sometimes a little longer. But anyway, thanks again for listening and sharing and uh, make sure to join my Facebook group. I'm going to be doing some more Facebook lives coming up. Sometimes I just like to bless you. Um, I've been doing giveaways. A couple young ladies got uh, money to go get their nails done. Uh, so I really want you to be a part of the group. Last week, I just felt like providing coffee for mom. So I stuck a $100 gift card on Facebook, and it was first come, first serve. And I had lots of ladies go out and get their drink that they preferred and um, send me pictures. And I really appreciate it. I just I truly love you guys. And Each and every woman that's listening, whether you're going to be a mom, uh, you're not a mom yet, or you are a mom, we all work really hard. And so I just wanted to say thanks again for all that you do. So I like to throw treats up there, and I only do that in the private Facebook group. So if you're a part of Nonstop Mom on Facebook, uh, make sure that you have joined the actual group, because that's where I do a lot of my more private things uh, within that group. And we already have uh, just about 500 ladies that are in that group. So that is awesome. So thanks again for that. Uh, So like I said, getting into this this week, and I'm going to be talking about You know, I I usually ask every, you know, once in a while, like, hey, you know, send me some topic ideas if there's something you guys want to hear. And I I had someone send me one this week that, uh, you know, was asking about when you have children, how do you protect them nowadays? How do you guard their heart? How do you protect their mind? Um, How do you teach them to do that on their own? You know, if you're not with them to start making these decisions as they get older, uh, between doing what's right, what the Word of God has taught them, versus doing uh, what's wrong. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about, uh, on this podcast, guarding your kids. And, um, you know, I it really saddens me when I hear people say, you know, that have young kids, like, sometimes I, qu-, you know, I've heard this from moms, and it's terrible to me, but it's like, sometimes I question if having a kid nowadays was a good idea because how the world is, which really breaks my heart because I've seen people write that and it's like, you you prayed for this child. You you wanted this child. We're, as Christians, uh, supposed to be living in faith and not fear. And to me, that's a, that's a doubtful um, statement. That is a fearful statement. And it's something that has to be crushed um, and, and set aside because... Uh, God wants us to have kids. You know, I've said that in in past uh, podcasts that it is his will for us to have children, to become that mom, to uh, create more life on this earth. So it is a blessing that you have children and it just is going to take work. And that's exactly our job. 
you know, we spend a lot of time doing a lot of other things, but we have to remember that our our most precious gift and the best job we could ever have over any amount of money that anyone makes in a paycheck is raising our children and as Christian women, raising our children in the things of God to be strong in the Lord, to know how to handle a situation when it comes. Because we have to teach our children it's possible to not sin. It's possible to live in victory every day. You know, we have to teach our children that it is scriptural that attacks will come our way. But we have to teach them that it's unscriptural that we are defeated. We have already won. We have all the power. And these are the things we have to teach our kids to live from a victorious standpoint, not crying, not moaning, not wailing, not living sad and defeated as a Christian. And we'll, we'll just take life as it comes and you know, sickness and disease. It's God teaching us a lesson to humble us. He beats us up to fix us up. Like all of that is wrong. All of that is not of the Bible. And that's the kind of stuff we have to teach our kids and guard them. Guard them from the evil things that are in this world, but not shelter them to a point where they don't know when it comes their way as they get older, it's our job to teach our children, talk to our children. Um, later on in this podcast, I'm going to give you a couple, uh, two uh, areas, I believe, uh, that will protect your children and guard their heart and guard their mind. Um, but first, I just wanted to start with um, leading up to that about living in faith and not fear. You know, God's Uh, calling of how we are to represent him is not how a lot of Christians represent him. Like I was saying it, it, you know, Christians shouldn't be walking around broke and sick and sad and full of anxiety and, you know, can't get things done and always drained and tired. That is not a good representation of a Christian. A Christian is someone who is providing for people, showing love and peace and joy and making people feel good. When people like, I really want to hang around her kids. I really want to hang around her. Every time I leave her, I feel strengthened. I feel encouraged. I feel joy. That's what we need to be leaving um, as a as a feeling to people. And so... Um, I was looking up this verse, Proverbs uh, fourteen twenty three, to get into guarding our heart. And it says in Proverbs 4, I'm sorry, I said 14. I'm sorry, Proverbs four twenty three, to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And that's kind of like going to be, I'm, I'm going to give you a few verses in this podcast, but that's almost like my theme verse for guarding your kids. If we can guard their heart, we can determine the course of their life. So we have to um, remember that our heart is formed. It, it's shaped by what you think about all day long. What are your kids thinking about all day long? And, and as, as a human, we choose what we think about. We have control of our thoughts, control of our emotions. 
So what is it? What is it that our children are thinking about? What are we allowing into their eye gate, into their ear gate, to to think on all day long? So you really have to think. Um, you know what? What is our child being filled with? What are we allowing in our home? What what shows? Do they have access to? What music are they listening to? What social media can they see? What's in their heart? That's what we have to think. Because we have to remember the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, we're having, you know, questions as far as kids' behavior. I don't like what my kid's saying. I don't like what my kid, how he acts. Well, what is he being filled with? Why is he acting that way? Why is he getting away with it? What what is he seeing during during the day on a show? You know, I, when I first had my daughter uh, Madeline, she's nine years old now. There was a show on PBS. It's probably still there. Hit, called Caillou. Oh my gosh, that kid needs a good old fashioned belt spanking, in my opinion. That kid is such a brat. That show Caillou. I don't even know if it's still around. But just one time, well, she got started on it and watched it. Seemed seemed okay a little bit, but then I used to tell my husband, I watch a few, and I'm like, that kid needs a spanking. I I used to tell Madeline that, and she'd she'd giggle, and I'm like, that boy is has bad behavior. He needs a spanking, you know. And then all of a sudden, one day, she didn't get her way, and she threw herself on the floor and kicked like Caillou. I saw in one of the episodes. Oh, buddy, besides her behind getting tore up, I was like, she is never watching this again. That went into her, and she thought it was okay to act that way. So we have to be careful what our kids are seeing, what they're hearing, uh, who they're around. It's our responsibility to guard their heart. So we need to really think about whatever comes into our children's hearts are going to define them and determine the course of their life. That's like what it says, again, in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart because it determines the course of your life. So our job as parents, let's let's consider ourselves um, uh, uh, like a heart guard. We're the guardians of their heart. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of silly. But, you know, they should be experiencing the very life of God in our home and within our family. Uh, I was talking to someone this week and I said, we are the gate. We have to look at it that way to our children's heart. Because really what's in their heart is what's going to, they're going to start thinking about what they're going to say. That's why it says abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when if we guard their heart, then we're also guarding other other areas in their life. We're guarding their mind. So when I when I talk about and emphasize guarding the heart, that's going to really lead to everything else. So we have to remember we are the gate. So we can keep the gate open to their heart or we can keep it closed. So there are um there are there are some other ones, but like I was really thinking about this. Uh, because, you know, I've taught my kids, uh, I've really taught my kids at a young age, and this is what I think is really important, is to listen to your spirit man. The listen, if you can get your children trained 
to listen to the voice of God at a young age, it will make a major difference in their life. Because they need to be able to distinguish the voice um, of the Lord and the voice of this world. So there are two um, certain areas I really feel that children need protection in. And um, this is really going to uh, set the course of, of God's path that they have for each and every one. You know, every child has a, a path that God wants them to take. And I really believe that two things, relationships and, and appetite. And so I'll get into those here individually, but relationships and appetite are two um, areas I believe children need protection in. Uh, some of our children are involved in so much between school, you know, church, church friends, church youth group, church volunteer positions, sports, um, you know, then we're, then we're at home trying to build relationships with their own kids, which I will say is the most important thing. You know, another thing that I found out now that I've really started this nonstop mom and, and really um, getting into speaking with a lot of parents, I'm finding out that they are not taking the time to form a relationship with their children. Yes, they're always there for them. Yes, they take them out. Yes, they provide wonderful meals and they make sure they have a great place to sleep and they're, you know, involved in all their children's field trips. But there's not a relationship. What I mean is like, do you sit and talk to your kids? Ask them how their day is. Find out about their friends. Get them talking to you. You want that that close relationship so as you get older, you can teach them and they want you to speak into their lives. So we need to make sure we're a part of that relationship. But it can also feel um, overwhelming uh, with all of those things going on in, in their relationship world. But we're going to have to realize that we're going to have to make hard decisions and sacrifices that are required to protect from foolish and unwise people that could be in their lives. So I've made up in my mind that, you know, this is how I'm going to parent my children. You know, I have friends that aren't doing wrong things, but they not may not be something that I'm going to allow my children to do. Um, the Holy Spirit has... You know, I've listened to him and he's stopped me on certain things, even with certain movies, even with certain Disney movies. You know, I have friends that take their kids to go see certain Disney movies that I wouldn't necessarily take my children. But that is how I feel with with the conviction of the Holy Spirit and raising my children and guarding what. So you you don't don't worry about, you know, other moms that you're friends with, uh, thinking something about you. You have to you have to not care what people think about you. Who cares? Who cares if you're, you know, if your if your friend who says they're your friend is going to be mad at you or stop hanging out with you and your children and do playdates and stuff because you don't feel to go to the same Disney movie as them, then they weren't your friend to begin with and you can say peace out because 
you know, that's not how it works. So you have to go by the standards in your family, what you've set. So I've made up in my mind that I tell my children, there's going to be other kids, other Christian kids, friends from your church that are allowed to do things or say things that we don't allow in our household. If a shuttle's worth, we've taught, is not allowed to say it. If mom and dad, you know, I tell Madeline in Brooklyn and Teddy when he's older and can understand, if, you know, if we don't allow it, it doesn't change if we're not around. You know, our rules are still our rules. So if you're around somebody who says a word that you are, you know, for example, I don't let my kids run around saying shut up. That's just something I've always, I've cared about. I don't let them going around telling each other shut up, telling other people shut up. I don't allow them to say that. And so if they're around other kids that say it, you know, whatever, their parents let them say shut up. I don't let my kids say it to each other or run around say it to their friends. And so those are the kind of things that you have to make up in your household that it's all right. Don't change your rules and how you want to parent based on somebody else. If you've made up in your mind to do it and guard your children from certain things, even that small, then remember, you're the gate. You make the decisions. Not your friends, not society, not parenting books. The Word of God and you make the decisions in your home. So we have to keep them... On God's path. It says in Proverbs 22.6, um, direct your children unto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. So within that, we're guarding their heart, and we're teaching them, and we're directing them. It's not just, you know, we shelter them, and that's it. We keep them from the world. They're not, you know... We're trying to teach, it, it, it ends up backfiring because we're trying to teach our kids, be bold in the Holy Spirit, win souls, bring as many people into the kingdom as you can until the Lord comes back. But then at the next thing, we're like, you're never allowed outside. You're never allowed to talk to anybody that's not a Christian. You're never allowed to do this. It's like, you know, have a relationship with your kids, teach them how to handle things. And then when they are older or they're not around you, they're on the right path. It won't leave them. They'll know what to say, what to do. So, um, and by doing that, you're using wisdom. Wisdom is, I mean, this is something I pray over my kids just about every night. Every night I'm like, Lord, my children have wisdom beyond their years. I have said that since they came out of the womb. I mean, I've laid hands on them every night. And I said, Lord, give my children wisdom beyond their years. Because who they hang around is everything. And, and by understanding wisdom, that comes up in their relationship choices. You know, you have to remember to teach your kids at a young age. I feel like a lot of parents wait until they're older But even if you get this into them slowly at a young age, even at seven and eight years old, you know, even younger, if if you're if you're really speaking into their life is they're going to notice. I don't know about being around this person. So wisdom is key. That is what is not going. If you impart to them wisdom, that is what keeps them on the path God's chosen for them. And they're not 
It's not going to depart from their heart. It's not going to depart from their spirit, man. And then number two, so relationships was one. We can um, protect our children, guard their minds, guard their hearts, uh, dealing with relationships, who they're with. Keep them away from foolishness, you know, unwise friendships, and focus on um, imparting to them wisdom. Now, number two is appetite. This this one, to me, is... There's like a trend in all my podcasts. One of them is um, making sure you are getting into the Word every day. And number two, a lot of things I say in my podcast are repeats, is making sure your kids hear the voice of God. Because I feel so strongly... You know, it says that in the Bible that the sheep will know my voice. Well, that's the Lord saying, you know, as the shepherd, the sheep will know his voice. So we have to teach our kids to know his voice. And if you can do that at a young age, that is major. So the second thing I really think um, in that area to guard is appetite. Obviously, I do not mean food. Um, I mean spiritual appetite. To me, um, and I've learned being a mom, and even though I'm a young mom and have uh, young kids, you know, I still have so much parenting to do. A spiritual appetite is major. And what I have learned is that your kid's spirit man has no age. So, you know, I feel like a lot of parents might think, oh, I can't teach my kid this yet, or... That's a little more on the adult church side. But but really, your spirit man can be wiser and older than your natural age. So I have just like, you know, my husband and I travel full time in ministry. And my kids have never missed a meeting. They're in every meeting we've ever done in the last nine years. Or I guess ten years now. And... You know, it and it's showing. Like things are saying and things are doing. It is it's showing. Their spiritual appetite has been fed. So uh, one way to do that is to know scripture. We have to feed our spirit man with the word. And, and that's like what I said, it's not same with the natural. So um over in Jeremiah 15 uh what was it? 15:16. I love this verse. I have it highlighted. Uh, One time when my husband preached it, it really, really stuck out to me, Uh, especially during a fast. If you guys have ever fasted that's listening to this, it really is um, a key verse when it comes to fasting too. Jeremiah 15, 16. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. I mean, that is a powerful verse. When I discovered your words, what does that devoured mean? Eat them. When I ingested your words, when I ate your words, they are my joy and my heart's delight. I mean, right there, it just shows you. Keeping your heart guarded, keeping it full of joy, Keeping um, the word of God in your spirit, man, at all times. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. I ate them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. That's Jeremiah 15, 16. And so, you know, for instance, things I do with my kids. We'll take a topic and we'll learn scripture on it. You know, 
I, I make sure the kids, you know, we, there's a lot of verses you learn as a kid, John 3, 16, powerful verse. I'm not knocking it. Uh, there's just certain verses that, you know, is just always taught to children. But I decided with my children, you know, we're going to pull certain topics out of the word of God. So, you know, we're going to find a, to- we're going to find a verse for healing. We're going to find a verse on regarding fear, a verse regarding love, a verse regarding faith. So we'll take different topics and I'll, I'll teach them and have them memorize verses in regards to it. So if, if uh, my kids are approached with an issue with healing, they know somebody that needs healing or they get sick in their body, all of a sudden, what comes to their, their memory? Acts 10.38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And I say certain words uh, with a little more emphasis because Jesus healed all. He never turned anyone away. So these are the things I teach my children. Jesus never turned anyone away. He heals all. All. So if they start to feel bad in their body, the first thing they come to me, mom, lay hands on me. Mom, pray for me. All right. Well, remember what the Bible says that Jesus, who was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, is that us? Is mommy anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power? Great. So I'm going to lay my hands on you and you're going to be healed. That power is going to go through your body and kill every sign of cold, every sign of disease. You know, that's how I talk to my children. That's how it operates. They know that the devil has no power and anything he has, we've handed to him. All right. So, if, I mean, a couple times my kids have dealt with not, you know, I think twice my kids have come to me and said, you know, I didn't, I had a bad dream or something like that. All right. So I say, girls. 2 Timothy 1.7, what does it say? For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. All right, I'll say, girls, if God has not given us a spirit of fear, who's it coming from? You know, the devil. All right, well, we have power over the devil. You know, that this is how we have to teach our children. We don't have to wait till Sunday school to let the teachers do it. Because, you know, you have to think there's 15, 20 kids in a class. So it's just like at school. They're getting taught, but there's distractions. There's, you know, so we have to have this relationship with our children and, and teach them and show them what the Bible says about love and faith and joy and the fruit of the Spirit. So things like that. Take a topic and learn Scripture. Get that into their spiritual appetite. Feed it, feed it, feed it. Children don't really have discipline and discernment at their age. So that's where we come in. That's what we have to do. You know, they're not going to, they want to do everything else. They want to play on their iPad and video games and ride their bike and, you know, do arts and crafts and girls want to make bracelets and boys want to play superheroes. And, you know, we have to, we have to um, show them the discipline of getting into the word. We have, we have to help feed their spiritual appetite. It says over in Philippians 4, 8, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So we have to give them those things that they're thinking about. We, we are the teachers. We are the teachers. So in order to become an effective life-giving parent, 
who guards and trains. This is key. And I was I was thinking about I was really really um, thinking about this podcast because with with everything that's out there and um, YouTube and kids YouTube and just all the movies and you know the agendas that's getting stuck in these kids shows and kids cartoons and and movies we have to remember this to become an effective life-giving life-giving is key right there life-giving parent who both guards and trains we have to remember this this is key this is key write this down they will acquire appetites for the life-giving things of God by what you value. All right? Remember that. They will acquire appetites for the life-giving things of God by what you value. If you want them to desire things that lead them down God's path, you have to show them by your own appetite. We cannot expect our kids to do devotions, to go after the things of God at this young age if we are not even doing it ourselves. Our choices of music, media, reading, our devotional life, they're watching. They're watching us. You know, I don't expect Madeline to read through the Bible if I am not reading through the Bible. She reads her Bible every morning. She gets up, and before we start school, she reads her Bible every morning. I get up. I set my alarm before the kids get up. Sometimes, you know, Madeline's already up reading her Bible. But I get up and read my Bible. My husband, he sets his alarm early and starts his day in prayer and reading his Bible. She is modeling what she's seen her parents do. We have to value the things of God in our household. If we want our children to value it, we have to value it too. Never get too tired to parent. That is like one thing I can stress. Believe me, today oh, was a rough day in homeschool world for me. A rough day. I literally was going to go, like, pull my hair out. I was getting ready to strap all... Well, Madeline wasn't so bad today. She was actually focused. Usually she's my one that can get me riled up. But my other two, I'm telling you, I was so close to strapping my kids in the car and dropping them off at the first school outside of my uh, neighborhood entrance and just say, hey, you have two new students today. Thank you. Goodbye. I'll be back at 4 o'clock to pick them up. I mean, you know, I even though I teach on these podcasts about, you know, walking in the fruits of the Spirit, we all have our day, and I just admitted to it. Today was a rough day in homeschool. But you, and tired, you know, you get tired. You When you get tired, you get lazy. You don't, you're, you let your guard down. You tend to not care about, you know, things. You know, we do that within ourselves. When we get tired, our guard goes down. We're just like, eh, I don't feel like it. Eh, I don't care. But we can never get 
too tired as parents. That's one thing I have to make a point not to do. Um, So I'm going to end this podcast with this verse because as an encouragement, listen, it was a rough day. We know how to fix it. Let's look back. Make sure we don't let it happen again. What can we do to prevent it? That's like always my thing. What did we add to make things stressful? Was I doing something else while I was teaching? So when I'm trying to teach or they're talking to me, I'm distracted. So now I'm getting annoyed, you know, so it ends up really being something I could have avoided because, you know, I needed to pay attention more. You know, those are the things we have to look back and see. So we have to make sure Oh, it says over in Psalms, um, I just had my verse up, Psalms 1832, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. It's essential to put on the armor of God when it comes to navigating day-to-day issues we face. It's essential. You know, you don't hear a lot of people or preachers or you know, talk about the armor of God. You always hear that, you know, that's a major thing I remember discussing in kids class. Well, you know, I'm 36 now, so I haven't discussed the armor of God in kids class in a really long time. But it's essential. It's essential. It's so important we put on the armor of God uh, when it comes to navigating day-to-day issues we face. The best way to be sure that our ways are kept secure, just like the verse says, It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. So the best ways to keep secure is to check in with God throughout the day. Pray, praise, read the word, listen to preaching, fill your spirit man each and every day. We can't be strong if we don't feed our spirit man properly. And so it starts just like... um, Just like anywhere, in church, in a job, in our home, it starts with the head. It starts with the head. It starts with the head of the home. It starts with the head of leadership at a church. It starts with the CEO, the head of a company. What they, you know, it's like, what are, nothing can go above, above that. So it starts at the head and it trickles down. So we have to get this into our spirit man and then we have to protect our children we have to train them just like a soldier does we don't just like you know the the military and them out there just doesn't have a whole bunch of people sign up for for the military navy army um marines and then that's it there's no training it's like oh you just signed up here's here's a uniform here's a gun good luck (laughs) absolutely not it's like you're trained and you have to go through a process and you have to like you know have some blood sweat and tears and then you become a soldier and then you're qualified to fight so you have to get into that place where you're qualified to fight so when you get to that place where you're qualified to fight you're qualified to be a mom you're qualified to parent and and do with the best of your ability and guard our children Guard, you know, their hearts and their minds. And, and don't, don't live in fear with what if they saw this movie. You know, ask the Holy Spirit. Is this something I should allow my kids to see? You know, we'll ask them for other things. Why can't we ask them for that? It, you know, 
a lot of kids, pretty much every movie has like the good and evil, the good guy and the bad guy. Same with superheroes. Take them to the word of God. You know, if you want to show them some things in the Bible, you know, we're always showing kids good and evil in movies and superheroes and princess stories and there's a villain. Take them to the word of God. There's some great <laughs> there's some great stories in there, good and evil stories. What about Elijah versus the prophets of uh, Baal? How about Aaron versus Pharaoh's magicians? How about Jesus being tempted by Satan? You know, let's show our kids these stories. It's great we teach them about Noah's Ark. It's great we talk about the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve. But let's really show them about the Word of God. Dig in deeper with them. So remember, we are the gate to their heart, their mind. We are in charge of opening it and closing it. So don't be discouraged. Don't be too tired. God is our strength. He's going to help you. You had a bad day. Let it go. Go to bed in peace and wake up brand new. Don't let it fester. Don't continue. Don't drag it into the next day. End it. Say it's over with. You know, and that's it. Just remember Psalms 1832. It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He did not, like I said in a few podcasts ago, he did not give you the ability to be a mom and for you to be weak. He has strengthened us. He's given us all the proper equipment to parent. We have life's manual right in front of us. The book called The Holy Bible is Life's Manual. Get into it. Know what it says and teach teach your children to be strong in the Lord. Because honestly, being strong in the Lord is the number one way their minds and their hearts will be guarded. If you teach them what the word of God says, like I said earlier in certain topics, they will be guarded. And that is what's going to come out of their mouth. That's what's going to be in their heart and that's what's going to come out of their mouth. Thanks again so much for listening this uh, week. I appreciate it. I love you. If you have any questions, please feel free to write me. Make sure listening to this, you subscribe to my podcast um, on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Locate me on there. Uh, Pop it up on social media so I can share it. I love to show other women um, that you're listening and then it just hooks them up to it. Uh, Find me on Facebook, Nonstop Mom, and I look forward to next week, and I want to hear more topics. I've had wonderful people send me in some stuff, and I want them to keep coming in, and I'd love to answer your questions and go from there. Thank you again so much. I love you. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next week.